Would you kindly shut your noise hole? Morning, Joe. Fuck me, man. Pain that you somehow inherited from your grandpa that makes you act this way, okay? I'm broke as shit and I don't mind saying it. I can't touch you or hug you, but... But I'm right with you, do you understand? I am never gonna financially recover from this. Welcome back to Blockchain for Beginners podcast. Today we're talking about proof of work versus proof of stake. And I thought that this was a very timely topic because currently there's a bunch of environmental agencies running ad campaigns against Bitcoin, trying to get Bitcoin to move to proof of stake because overall proof of work does take a lot of energy. It does take a lot of computing power. So there is some concern about energy consumption Although we will talk about the debates later on um, because there's definitely two sides to what's going on in terms of, you know, the timely news of ad campaigns running against Bitcoin. And I think that overall, as I went through the podcast episodes that I had done previously, I realized that I kind of skipped ahead and that there was a lot more beginner topics that we needed to discuss in order to have a strong foundation in understanding blockchain technology and understanding, you know, cryptocurrencies. So this uh, first topic is going to be a series of basically we're talking about very beginner topics for Blockchain for Beginners podcast. And if you have any more questions and things that you think that we should cover for beginners, then please do reach out. You can always reach out to me on Instagram. Uh, just send me a DM with any questions that you have. You can join our Facebook group or you can email me. My email is available and it's always in the podcast description. Uh, last thing I will say is that if you aren't already, that you can watch this podcast in video format on Spotify because Spotify has actually given us video and that's super exciting. So first, let's talk about what proof of work is because proof of work is actually the first consensus mechanism that came about with Bitcoin and, you know, blockchain technology really had its emergence with Bitcoin as the cryptocurrency. So proof of work happens when a node or a computer really competes with other nodes in order to solve a complex mathematical equation and the winner is the node that gets to validate information and upload it onto the blockchain and by doing so they receive a percentage of cryptocurrency. Uh, I will say that it is the node that is actually solving the complex mathematical equation, not the person, not the individual. So it's the computer that's running and doing the work. Uh, you know, a person can set up a node, uh, but they don't actually have to do any mathematical equations. The computer is basically running and doing the work. Um, so the barrier to entry to get into proof of work is you have the technology, you have the computer, you have the node set up. And currently there are a bunch of node farms where, you know, a bunch of nodes are grouped together. And so uh, that that's something that we can talk about later, but I see that there are different barriers to entry to proof of work versus proof of stake. So we know that the blockchain is a database and that information is uploaded onto the blockchain in blocks. And in order for that block to be uploaded onto the blockchain, that information does need to be validated. And all of the nodes in existence have to vote in order to put something onto the blockchain. And then once a block is on the blockchain, in order for any information to be changed, there needs to be a consensus vote. So 51% of the nodes in existence need to agree on that information change. So just to recap, Proof of work is when that node 
solves that complex mathematical equation. It's competing with all of the other nodes in existence to do that. Once it solves that mathematical equation, it can put that information on the blockchain and it receives some cryptocurrency back. So that's really why it's called proof of work. It does take a lot of energy. It does take some computing power in order to do that. And so that's really the difference here. That's why it's called proof of work. And uh, what happens this way though, is that we have more and more nodes coming onto the network. And one of the big you know, uh, rebuttals as to why a lot of people love Bitcoin and they love this consensus mechanism of proof of work is because we have more and more nodes and therefore it becomes harder for a centralized governing body to actually take control of the network. That's not really what we want. We want Bitcoin to stay decentralized. So there is that barrier to entry to where you need some technology, you need to set up your node, but it's not a huge barrier to entry uh, to where you're going to have to be spending, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars to set up a node. So the barrier to entry with proof of work is relatively low and by having it low, more and more people are able to operate nodes and the more nodes that you have, uh, the more secure the network actually becomes. So that's proof of work. Okay, proof of work, you know, your node's doing all the work, you're solving that complex mathematical equation, person that solved it receives some cryptocurrency and information is uploaded onto the blockchain through proof of stake. Now, proof of stake, the, um, the best known blockchain for proof of stake is currently Ethereum, and Ethereum is moving to Ethereum 2.0 uh, very, very soon. And so that's why uh, we're seeing a lot of like, you know, debates about what's better, proof of work or proof of stake. And what's happening is proof of stake uh, uses less energy consumption because people are staking a certain amount of cryptocurrency. So what happens with proof of stake is a node operator uh, stakes an amount of cryptocurrency. And it's the actual system that gets to choose who uploads information onto the blockchain. So in proof of work, all of these different nodes are competing against each other to solve that mathematical equation. With proof of stake, node operators stake a certain amount of cryptocurrency, but it's the actual system that decides who the winner is and who gets to put information onto the blockchain. Um, and it goes by who has staked the most and how long they have had that cryptocurrency staked. So the system is really set up to reward the person who has the most staked, the person that is the most involved, or I should say the node that is the most involved. Now the barrier to entry to proof of stake is uh, you have to stake a base level of cryptocurrency. So right now that would be 32 ETH. In Canadian, that is $4,300, something roughly around there. So the barrier to entry is, you know, a few thousand dollars to get into proof of stake. Uh, and through proof of stake, you might think, oh, well then the one person that gets chosen gets to put information onto the blockchain, so they're the one that gets the cryptocurrency. But in actuality, we still kind of have that, you know, consensus mechanism because other nodes are assisting that operation and validating information because the information needs to be validated in order to be put onto the blockchain. 
So uh, all of the nodes that assist that operation still get a piece of cryptocurrency, right? They still get some crypto uh, as a reward. They may not get the amount that the first node uh, receives, but they still are rewarded with cryptocurrency, basically all nodes that are assisting in that operation. So we see uh, that's really the difference between proof of work and proof of stake. Proof of stake takes less energy consumption um, and it does have a kind of, I would say, maybe a higher barrier to entry in terms of becoming uh, a miner, right? Because with proof of work, you need to operate a node, uh, but it would potentially cost you less uh, money to actually get involved and become a miner. Whereas proof of stake, you could have a node set up already, but you need a base amount of cryptocurrency. So with proof of work, you are earning cryptocurrency by having a node set up. Through proof of stake, you already have to have some cryptocurrency and a node in order to become a miner. Now with proof of stake, if you put a bad piece of information onto the blockchain, you are penalized by uh, having your cryptocurrency slashed. So uh, the node operator that has staked that amount of cryptocurrency, let's say you stake your crypto that's worth 4,000 Canadian, if by chance you help to put some bad information onto the blockchain, then your, your cryptocurrency would be slashed. You basically would be uh, have some of that removed or taken away completely. And because of this, that is really what keeps node operators incentivized to act in a positive way uh, as opposed to a way that would be detrimental to the overall system. With proof of work, uh, if you were to upload you know, something uh, negative onto the blockchain or work in a uh, detrimental way to the overall system, um, you would be really harming yourself because it takes a lot of time and energy uh, and money essentially to run you know, the energy that you're using for your node. Uh, so that's you know, one loss that you would have there and potentially you would get kicked off of the blockchain if you're a uh, you know, bad node operator. So basically that's the difference between proof of work and proof of stake. We have proof of work where you're operating a node, you are solving that mathematical equation and therefore you are gifted with a cryptocurrency if your node wins. Proof of stake, you are staking amount of cryptocurrency if you are chosen, then you put information onto the blockchain and you receive an amount of cryptocurrency. So proof of work does take more energy consumption, but uh, like I said, that security measure is there. So people don't want proof of work taken away from Bitcoin because it keeps things more secure. I recently watched a talk uh, where Elon Musk and Jack Dorsey were live and they were talking about Bitcoin and Elon Musk said that Tesla had stopped taking uh, Bitcoin payments for the time being but they're looking at different ways that Bitcoin can operate with proof of work, uh, but they're kind of looking at different renewable energy or uh, unused energy at this point in time. And they were looking at wind, solar, and having like a base to start with. So um, they were looking at different energy sources to kind of solve that problem and allow Bitcoin to stay proof of work. Uh, so he said that once he had thought about it a little bit more, and if that does get resolved, then Tesla will again, you know, start taking payments from uh, Bitcoin. 
So it's not as if, you know, it's off the table completely to where Tesla is no longer taking Bitcoin. Uh, it's just stopped for the time being while things get a little bit sorted out because he did say that, you know, the environmental impact of proof of work was on his mind. Um, I personally will say that I do have concerns about if Bitcoin was to move to proof of stake because of that security factor. It is really nice to have more nodes in operation to where the barrier of entry is uh, smaller because even if you're operating a very small like one node, you still have a vote on the system which does keep it more secure. With proof of stake, um, it can get a little bit tricky because you need a base amount of cryptocurrency in order to actually, you know, be a node operator, be a miner, and therefore have some say in the overall system. So that would give power to people that, uh, you know, have the funds in order to do that. Uh, we could see that potentially with proof of work where we have these node farms, right, that where you would need a lot of money, you might need some land, you know, you're using a lot of energy to where, um, you know, you've built this node farm up and now you do have a lot of votes on the system. But even then, it's relatively small barrier of entry to what we're talking about when you just have one node as opposed to thousands and thousands of dollars with proof of stake. So I won't say that either one is potentially you know better or worse as I think Ethereum is actually uh, has a lot of innovation there's a lot of use cases and I think that Ethereum is actually gonna in you know be the blockchain or the cryptocurrency that is used regularly in a number of different transactions as we move into the future and perhaps Bitcoin is gonna stay the gold standard of cryptocurrency um, but I just wanted to kind of throw this out there and talk about the difference between proof of work and proof of stake, especially because we do have, you know, all of this stuff going on currently with uh, environmental agencies running ad campaigns and people are talking about proof of work versus proof of stake a lot, especially, you know, in the online world, if you're on Twitter, you may have seen a lot of debates from, you know, hardcore Bitcoin users. Uh, you're talking about it and especially for beginners coming into the space sometimes it's hard you're like you know what the hell is proof of work what what is proof of stake what's the difference here so um, you know that's why we have blockchain for beginners podcast so hopefully that did clear some things up for you if you have any questions about proof of work proof of stake anything else under the cryptocurrency blockchain technology umbrella please do uh, feel free to reach out and ask any questions and you know, if I think it's a really great question that more people need the answer to, then uh, I'll do a whole podcast on it, a whole episode on it. And if I don't know the answers, I will interview somebody who does know the answers and I will always leave where I get my information in the description of the podcast below because I am learning as well and I'm taking you on my journey of learning. So obviously I don't know everything. Uh, and this space is so new and it's evolving so fast that I really don't think, you know, one person can know everything. It's just uh, things are changing so quickly all the time. So I really look forward to doing more interviews with other people who are uh, in the field and to answering more of your questions. So thank you so much for watching this episode of Blockchain for Beginners podcast. And I will see you again next week. And we say bye bye.